Hello, Dirty Mouth. What's up, Jesus? We are the Master Blaster Podcasters. Welcome to our show. Um, everything recording, right? Everything's good to go? Yeah, as far as this way of doing it, yeah. Cool. All right, excellent. All right, so thank you for joining us. We're here to talk about woke politics. Um, I mean, I just understood. First of all, we wanted to define it. Um, my understanding, we both looked up the definition. My understanding is just it's the awareness of facts and issues, especially those related to racial and social injustice. Um, GM, do you have anything to add to that definition? Any other no, I mean, would define the term? No, I mean, that's pretty much sums it up. And then, it, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much okay. it. So to, to start speaking about the subject, when I, uh, it's obviously a huge term that's being used on the, both sides actually. It's a positive on the left side, and it's somehow negative on the, on the right side right. to be aware of facts and issues that have to do with, uh, basically, Sean, uh, excuse me, DM, that basically non straight white people, I guess, right? Um, as far as I'm, as far as, like, my understanding of it, it's just being, like, what you said. I, uh, it's, I think it's more about, uh, like, evolving. Um, I, I, it, I think it pertains to, you could apply it to poor white people, too. Uh, just the facts of, like, you know, what's going on with poor white people, like, and just being honest of, of, uh, their situation. Yeah. Which is unbelievable because it seems like in today's America, or maybe it's, maybe it's always been like that. A lot of poor America seem to be voting against their own interests interests, which is, uh, it's always been astounding to me, but um, what I'd like to do to begin when we talk about being woke or identity politics Mm -hmm. is to sort of surmise everything that goes into being like, who are the uh, groups that we're talking about? I break it down to three different groups that can be the pinnacle or the beginning of uh, an awareness of these groups. Why are they fighting? Why are they doing what they're doing, saying what they're saying, taking the stances that they're taking? Uh, and I have three to begin with. Let's see if you, I'm sure you agree, we'll, we'll talk about these three groups sure. and the awareness that goes into uh, what they what they have to do, what they've dealt with uh, as far as bigotry and, and everything uh, being held down in society with jobs and sure. social status and financially and this and that. Number one, of course, is LGBTQIA+, um, which obviously there's big homophobia is a major thing right. attributed with that group. Right. Uh, number two, and we'll go back and discuss these individually. Yeah. Uh, number two, Black Lives Matter, I think is, is one we could put in there, uh, basically about racist agendas that have been propagated against, especially, I mean, African Americans, there's many other groups Right. That could fit under um, peoples that need to be properly represented, so they're not misrepresented. When you talk about, obviously, uh, there's been some real anti-Asian 
uh, sentiments going around since COVID. Uh, and right. it's, it, it, we can go back to 9-11, too, and go back to a huge uh, problem that Americans had with Middle Eastern people. Right. Islamophobia is huge. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it became okay to call people slurs related to their Middle sure. Eastern heritage. The last one uh, would be the Me Too movement, which is about, of course, sexism. Um, so we got homophobia, racism, sexism. Right. Three things that have plagued America uh, and the world. We're talking mm-hmm. about America. Um, the DM, if you want to talk about uh, first, uh, and you can go off in any direction you want, but maybe the history, a little bit of LGBTQIA, why they need to be represented as far as people to be aware of what they've gone through, what they're going through, and how to properly maybe address them, proper terms, things that are sure. not proper. Yeah. Uh, that Wow, that's pretty good. Um, well, I mean, for up until like, well, my entire life, up until like, you know, in the past probably 2009, 10, uh, and like somewhat of the Obama administration, um, basically like the gay and trans community have been, uh, either vilified and discriminated against. There's lo- there was always been laws written against them, uh, vilified with like religious groups, uh, you know, just demonized, um, you know, always, uh, portrayed as like evil or insidious or, you know, uh, pedophilic, you know, like they, there's an assumption that for some reason that, uh, gay, you know, women or men and trans, uh, folks, uh, are pedophiles. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it, it, in the history, you know, it has been, you know, nearly wiped out, um, unless you're aware of like, certain certain um certain aspects of the of the cultures like you don't you don't really realize it because the only time you see any gay or trans representation it's either like with bugs bunny um and he'd pop on a he'd always change um you know trans people always been made fun of where men would go and you know dress and drag and it was always a joke which i never really understood that just wasn't my cup of tea as far as humor um and then you know also the phobia to the point where you know people were murdered uh you know forced out of their jobs forced out of their families um the history i mean gay people and trans people have always been around we just never acknowledged them as a society and i think with now i think there's just been a push to just tell the truth you know just to just uh let's look at our history for real and let's hear the let's hear the voices of of these of some of these people and and be more accepting of them in our society uh i think that right now especially um you have drag shows with neo-nazis showing up um the sh- the shows end up being like just reading time or uh, you know a show entertaining there's nothing sexual um 
in my experience, I lived in, you know, here even in, you know, I live in Juneau. There's drag shows every month. Nothing goes on. It's, you know, it's an adult environment. There's no kids there. Right. Uh, now, uh, just for a second, DM. Now, in Florida, I believe, didn't they pass a law? Didn't the Santa's pass a law where you cannot, like, it's against a lot of cross-dress? I know that they've I had problems so. doing. A, yeah, I know they've had problems doing uh, boats or shows or uh, you know the same things that were done before, based off of um, you know cross dressers having a pride parade or something like that. It's right. not allowed. Um, or pride, which is period. can you believe? Can you believe in 2023? You know this has been going on for what 30 years now. Gay pride parades, 40 years. I've been to six pride parades my life like when i lived in chicago and then here they had one as well um it's always it's weird like it's you know if you live in a city um if you you know if you live in new york chicago la or whatever the politicians will use it they'll use pride parades to promote themselves so it's just yeah it's just weird like in florida uh Ron DeSantis is running for president, which is scary. Uh, he basically is trying to wipe out woke. He's trying to basically kill, figuratively, figuratively politically, kill woke culture, gay culture, uh, any history of uh, non-white people, it seems. Um, and, and so it's just, uh, I think, right, you know, woke is just is just like, you know, learning and being aware of, like, of of the of the uh, the most vulnerable communities in our country. Yeah, and it's interesting when you uh, say in Florida, with Ron DeSantis running for president, his entire campaign unsuccessfully. Right. Because if you look at, I think it's even the Rasmussen poll. If you look at, which is a Republican-friendly poll, he's way way down from Trump as far as favorability amongst Republicans. And you know what? The number one reason why he's so far down is, uh, I mean, Trump, he, of course he's lying about everything he says, but he's trying to say, oh, the economy doesn't, the economy's doing great. Right. For some reason, people trust Trump with the economy, and he, he does, it, one of the few things he gets in between his speeches and between all of the, the stop the steal bullshit uh, which is which is bullshit. It was a completely legitimate election that Biden won in 2020. Right. Uh, and uh, but you know one of the things that they don't like DeSantis for is this war on book culture, uh, which uh, even a lot of Republicans are saying they Dude, don't want even, that to be the major focus of yeah. the primary Republicans. Even Trump, in one of his crazy fucked up speeches, was like, "I'm so tired of hearing about this shit." And I don't think he meant, like, you know, to add to it, he was just like, enough with this shit. Because even right. he knows this is ridiculous. Like, you're just, now you're just being paranoid. And it's like, he's like, you know. So, yeah, I just, um, it's it's Ron DeSantis' like thing. And it's like he's stuck with it. And he thinks, you know, and he tries to, he tries to, you know, he tried to use like Trump's technique of hatred and it's just not working for him. Like he's, he's very awkward. You see him in interviews and you see him, uh, like he whines a lot. He gets very defensive. Um, he's very awkward around people. Uh, he's not, you know, I don't know how he's trying to run for public office and he's like super, he's so hateful. I mean, this guy was a CIA lawyer. Like he, no, he was a Naval lawyer. 
and he took pleasure in watching uh, people get tortured in, in Guantanamo Bay. Like one of the uh, prisoners commented how they remember his face, and DeSantis' reaction was like, oh, that's bullshit. How could he remember me? And it's like, you know, if you're being tortured by people, I don't think you ever forget the people who are fucking causing you that much fucking pain and horror and trauma. And, and trauma. And so it's like, you know, yeah, tell that to the Jewish people. When they talk right, about like, That's the first thing they talked about. Right. Space. They can describe to you them. every fucking detail. So it's like, he's just a, he's a cruel and uh, a very odd person. And basically Florida, I mean, you could not to veer off, but real quick, his policies aren't working so bad that like you have so many people leaving that like now uh, I work in a grocery store. I can't say which one, but we're being affected because like whatever, whatever vegetation, whatever is being sent from Florida. Now they're having issues because for a while, like all these truckers, because of not all of them are here legally now are, are protesting and it's affecting like, you know, uh, it's affecting production. Um, you know, you have people who aren't in farms now because they've been deported. So it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a combination, but uh, initially woke, it's just, uh, this thing that the Republicans have attached to, um, and they can't even, it, the funny thing is they, they can't even clearly define the shit. So it's like, you're not even talking about your enemy properly because you don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, and you know one thing you mentioned earlier about uh, obviously um, bigotry against the group has, has been longstanding in our country. Um, but if you remember, 15 years ago um, in 2008 was when Obama won his first presidency. Right. Uh, in 2012 was the second. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people thought the country was progressing in the right way. Uh, right. Black president. Assume, yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously since then, uh, there's been a certain somebody in a certain party that's inflamed um, these ambers of hatred throughout our country. And certainly the LGBTQ, which was actually a group that Trump lied about during his, uh, primary in 2016 and said right. he was going to fight for them. Oh, they're going to be, we'll all be together. We'll all be one big happy family. Right. And then uh, the first, they were part of the first group he actually went after when he got to be president. So uh, it's it's something that it's it's really inflamed, uh, stirred up a lot of hatred in the country. And it's something we find ourselves taking steps back after taking steps forward. Yeah. We thought we had corrected these kind of things. Right. Or at least um, we're on our way to evolving anyway. Yeah, you know what uh, I'd like to talk about is what's your opinion on uh, the most recent, this is going back a couple months now, but uh, the Bud Light commercial uh, where they have a spokesperson, obviously, that is, is trans, and it's set up this huge fury in the right wing. It's massively hurt Bud Light's sales. Uh, although, uh, ironically, Kid Rock, of course, released a video uh of him shooting a bunch of Bud Light cans with his AR-15. Right. Coincidentally, though, in his bar in Tennessee, they still serve Bud Light. Right, right. How about that? Yeah, I know. Because it's such a popular beer. It's, so, uh, it's a big stance he made, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny. It's like um, one of the things, if you're like a conservative company, if you're, you know, owner, your CEO is conservative or, you know, that's kind of the heir to your, your that's the market you're choosing for is bigots. 
um, yeah, they're not, they're going to affect your, your money, but, uh, you can find that when you evolve and you have a, a, a more open market and you're, you're, you're trying to sell to everybody, you're going to make more money because you have more people buying your shit. And if they go, wow, this company, cool. They're, you're taking, you know, they're, they're evolving and they're going to, you know, move forward with us. Fucking cool. Like beautiful. And, and it's like, you know, I think, I think when they, uh, when all these people were freaking out about, uh, what's that person's name? Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney. Uh, all they did was really like bring this, this, this person to a more, uh, popular status and put the name out there. Now everybody knows like, uh, before she was just, I think a TikTok star. And mm. now, yeah. now, she's become a household name. Um, I, I just think it's, it's a matter of like, you have people uh, of a certain age group and a certain belief system of the past. And the reality is, it's like, that's not, that's not reality. Um, that's not, that's not uh, what's going on in the world, especially with like people in their, you can say in their thirties and their twenties and their, in the, in even the teenagers, like they're, they're beyond that shit. They're like, no, we're moving forward. Like we're trying to figure out what's going on and we want to change things because right now the system doesn't work. And they're, they're, they're when they do the, when they do research on, on, you know, the history of things, uh, they're, they're kind of, I don't think they're too happy with like what's going on, like currently of, of our normal culture. It's like, why, wow, you know, like, it's like, oh, so there were like non-white people during World War II and women, and there were gay people there. And there was even trans people. There were trans people during World War II. You have people who, who went and fought uh, on the north and even in this, on, the, on, the, on the bad side. And uh, it, so it's like you, if you look at well, history. Well, there are trans. I'm sorry to interrupt you. There are yeah. trans. Um, the head of the CIA was, uh, well, that's right. He was a cross-dresser. You talking about um, J. Edgar Hoover? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was a closeted bigot, uh, FBI, um, and he he did a lot of damage to you know the, the civil rights groups and all. And it's like the guy even refused loving his his even his boyfriend for like fucking yeah, yeah. twenty years. Him and Roy Cohn, the two people, the the center of the McCarthy hearings in the I believe the fifties. Roy Cohn was a closeted gay guy too, and. and um, you know, how about that? I mean, two right. people that, I'll tell you what, it, that's an example of, uh, I think some people still aren't aware of this, but the stronger that somebody goes against a certain uh, group usually means that they're, they're a closeted member of that group and they're just Dude, embarrassed about it. Yeah. If you go that hard against right. the, like gay people, you trans, hate, then yeah. something's going on with you there that you're trying to hide something. The, the self-hatred is in the, the self-loathing is amazing because like, I just, I'll see these reports where it'll be a minister, a cop, a soldier. Um, and they're the biggest like projectors of their, of their self-hatred and they put it on an entire group of people. Then you find out like they're calling gay people, you know, groomers and trans people groomers. Then you look, and it'll be like a minister who's collected thousands of like kitty porn pics or has been charged with like 
grooming uh, a, a kid or, you know, part of a sex trafficking ring or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you'll look like, oh, they're the ones complaining about it. They're a politician. They're writing, you know, uh, policies that are, go against it. And it's like, it, it's, it's this hypocrisy, man, where it's just like, it's unbelievable. And it's, yeah. And I learned that a long time ago, the most homophobic and hateful person towards gay people, whatever, you'll find, oh, so it's like you can't deal with your own feelings of yourself. So you're going to fucking destroy a whole group of people that you are part of, but you don't want to be. And, and you're just going to, you're just going to hurt people. And it's just, it's sad. Like I had a friend like that and he would always make like homophobic jokes or like weird sexist joke. And he'd act offended by certain things and he he hit on me and and he would say all this and and it was like you know what we, we you know as a group of my friends and I would be like what's wrong with you like what you know why do you and he ended up with one of my guy friends who actually liked him this was this gay guy and they became friends they ended up living with each other and the other guy first guy he uh he was a, an abusive lover like he beat the shit out of his lover um, and later on he goes, you're right. I'm sorry. Cause I called him out on it. You know, it's like you're violent and shit, dude. And, and this and that. So it's just, yeah, I learned that a long time ago. The most homophobic people and hateful people probably have some, some part of them that is curious or that is, you know, attracted to the opposite sex and they can't fucking deal with it because they're afraid of like society because they've been told that it's, it's bad. And it's like, yeah, you know, and the ultimate uh, spoiler alert. Um, but if if you remember DM, the movie American Beauty in the late nineties, that's it right there. Per personified in the military character uh, that was so took such an anti-gay stance. Yeah, he's freaking. Uh, she was always well. She was she was kidding. You're a gay, Harry. You're a gay, Harry. I know that was a profound theme of that movie. In the end, he too. He, uh, you know, he uh, swaps or tries to kiss Kevin Spacey in the end. Right. Uh, they the perfect, uh, you know, perfect representation of that type of character, overzealous, but really hiding skeletons in the closet. Like super now, hyper masculinity. Uh, what's that? Toxic masculinity. And uh, uh, you'll find in the military, there's lots of sexual assault for men and uh, men and women. And and gay people and trans people and it's like nothing. It's like this weird culture, you know. Um, we can talk about the military later, but it's just you know same thing with cops. There's a there's that whole there's a big stigma where you know and when I was in Chicago, you'd always hear about like gay bashings from cops. Like there's a precinct in Hall on Halstead, which is like the heart of Boys Town, which is the gay. The, the the gay man uh, neighborhood and there's a police station there and I swear to God does anybody feel like safe to go I've been attacked it was like the, the cops be like I don't give a shit you know like I'll do it myself you know it's just it's uh, I've seen it I've witnessed them attack people and it's just uh, it's just crazy and 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 all, and all of that it's just basically going uh, 
I can't deal with like us moving forward and cause pretty soon within the next 10 years or so, there's just going to be this like change of attitude with the generations because it's going to be like, I don't understand you. I went to high school with people. I knew people. I had to work with people. I did all this stuff. And it's like, everything you hate is just not true. Like there's, I, you know, we have relatives that are gay. Like I have bosses that were gay. Like I worked for Starbucks and it was like gay as hell. I worked with a lot of gay people and learned a lot about gay culture there. Uh, made some, a lot of friends. Um, I mean, dude, I worked at a restaurant one time and I, you know, this is, I call it my, my, my gay, you know, education. When I moved to Chicago, I worked with this one woman from Kentucky, straight up Southerner. She, she was in, she was in transition going through the surgeries and this was 96. And, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm not saying she was perfect, like she was obnoxious because she still was very Southern. And so a year later, I saw her and I was alone for Christmas. It's like my first year in Chicago. Uh, I was by myself and, you know, I didn't have to work. And I was walking and I saw her and she invited me in and we hung out for Christmas, you know, and just ate, drank coffee and watched TV, talked. And it was cool. And it was just like, you know, it's just, it's just fear, man. It's all about fear and, 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 and not being able to just move on. Like you, it's like these people want to have gay and trans people as their enemy. They need a fucking enemy. They can't just like move on like, Hey, peace and love. Like we can evolve as a country and as a people. Just get the fuck well, over. And people have, yeah, people have uh, been friends with if anybody who's like that guarantee you they've been friends or known someone been friendly with, been helped by or helped somebody that was gay and didn't know it because not every gay person wears a sign right. saying that I'm gay. Not everyone talks the same way. Not everyone dresses the same way. Right. And guess what? There, there's gay Republicans too. Uh, the so, log cabin ca ca Republicans. Happens. <laughs> and um, yeah, the thing is about this, getting back to our woke conversation here, um, that doesn't mean having an awareness doesn't mean you buy Bud Light because there's a trans person representing. It doesn't mean you have to go out and you have to know every acronym of every representation in the, in the growing list of right. letters, right. the LGBTQ, because it keeps growing. doesn't mean you have to go out and see a bunch of movies. doesn't mean that you have to like or love or anything. All it means is having tolerance and an understanding of, of other because other people living in the in the right. country, all right, and then they're not evil, and that they're not you know out to get you or get your kids. Right. Their agenda is just like you and me and everyone else is to go to work, to have a a, a partner, a loving partner, to uh, have a, a nice life. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, for all the people that you know, the, the, in the in the uh, Excuse me. In the uh, hierarchy, as far as like and uh, um, uh, people that make uh, how much pe money people make, the gay people are on top. I mean, they have the, the wealthiest, the most successful uh, genre of people in the workforce, right. uh, contributing a lot to uh, a lot of different companies in many different ways. Right. The food chain is what I meant to say. Yeah. They're the top of the food chain when it comes to professional. Uh, uh, their professions, their skills. Uh, they've been a part of the country for a long time. Guess what? They've been a part of the world as long as the world has been around. And there's 
animals that that are gay. It is it is here to stay. <laughs> it cannot be exercised right. out of somebody. And it's uh, yep. the whole thing is to be offensive, to act like it's a. Uh, uh, like something that needs to be removed from somebody, uh, or somebody that needs that. The whole thing is being woke means understanding these people are not going to stay in the closet. They want to be heard. They want to be right. seen. Uh, they want to mingle. They want to mix. They want to be a part of our fucking society yeah. that they've helped fight for and work with their entire lives. Right. They don't want to be shut out. They don't want to be silenced, and they don't want to be threatened. They don't need and, to be either. And the time has come to uh, start to come down hard as far as, uh, you know, all of these things should be considered hate crimes. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure if they are, but, um, you know, we really have to put a stop to this and ingratiate all the people that are in the uh, this culture of, of people in America uh, so that we can all be as united as possible. Um, what do you say? Do you want to move on to the uh, second group that we're talking about in in woke ideology, which would be dealing with issues of race, racism, right. and specifically the Black Lives Matter? I'm sure you have plenty to say about the subject, especially with what's happened the last couple of years. Uh, let me just say one thing as we get, get into this. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of time on this. One of the things I thought that was the most disgusting was people going after um, football players for kneeling during the... The Colin Kaepernick issue. Right. Um, One thing that was disgusting, number one, is in a game, having to launch into the Star Spangled Banner. Like, if you do that and you put the flag up and we're supposed to be patriotic and it's a big jingoistic moment, guess what? Some of the people that have experienced something different right. in this, this whole journey through America are going to have some different things to say. Never mind the fact that the original Star Spangled Banner was less than uh, uh, inclusive right. <laughs> uh, when it was all different kinds of other groups. They had to actually omit some of the lyrics right. from it to make it not disgusting. Right. Um, but to turn it around and say that it's about hatred for military, hatred for police, hatred for this country, instead of listening, it's people creating right. their own narrative, yeah. what they think it's about, rather than people that are actually initiating the movement of the first damn place. I mean, right. how stupid can you be? They're saying it's about, uh, you know, uh, officers killing in, a, uh, in an ornament amount of uh, unarmed black people. Yeah. Yeah, and you can take two different you can take two different situations where somebody of a different race would be just detained, handcuffed, put into a car, and another one that ends with somebody kneeling on their neck for something as uh, something like food stamps. Yeah. Uh, using food stamps, and next thing you know, somebody's dead. Right. Uh, so I, that's my the first uh, thing that I've always wanted to voice my disgusted. Uh, how, how disgusted I was with people going after. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, you, it's the epitome of being uh, blind. Uh, it, it, the opposite of being woke is misrepresenting that stance right there, that movement that was about something very specific. What do you think? So the fact that Colin Kaepernick lost his entire career and became a civil rights icon in the past, like in the in the 2000s, um it's frustrating. Even to this day, like the dude, they could still, he could still be signed to a team and play ball, but it's becoming like, it's becoming 
there's less and less of opportunity because, you know, football barriers have a short lifespan in, in football. Right. But the point is, it's like you just gave the, you just made this guy an icon. You made him a fucking hero. And all he's saying is like, I'm just tired of black folks being systematically murdered by cops. And it's like football and sports are so important to this country. They're like, oh, no, man, you're talking shit. And, and you know, the whole thing with combining football with the military, that's a newer thing. Before, it wasn't like that. Like, they didn't have that shit at games. Like, it wasn't so jingoistic. That became a newer thing, I think, under, uh, more so under, you know, W, the, uh, you know, Bush. But, um. Oh, yeah, after 9-11. Right, like, just everything went full on, you know, uh, jingoistic. And so. Yeah, come together. Right. But it doesn't, and yeah, not everybody has the same feeling about this flag, and especially non-white people, especially Native Americans and black folks. And they and, and and Latinos, it's like you know, are you serious? Like so, the the experience for us, like you know, when I was younger, my mom one time was driving my mom driving in a fifty-five. She's driving like sixty-five because she had to haul ass to Sears to get something, and then she gets pulled over and she starts cursing out the cop. And I didn't know that, you know, I didn't at the kid, I didn't know. Did she get pulled out of the car? Did no. She, cop cars there. Dude, she can uh, run going, her going through her uh, trunk, right? Tearing her car apart, running her mouth, like just yelling at the cop. I've yelled at cops, I'm like "fuck you, man!" Like, what's going on? Questioning them. They don't do anything to me. They, I never got, I never worried about them touching me. And so it's like I have my own experiences. I don't need to watch TV, and I could give you experiences of my own were how the cops treat black folks differently. And then on the other hand, I have my, all my friends who are black of different, of different economic status of different, you know, you know, men, women, uh, black gay people, like all these different people I've known over my life. And they all have similar stories where it's like, they don't have any positive say about the cops because they rarely have like had positive interactions with the cops. It's like a, it's a scary fucking thing. And, it's like literally, thank God for, you know, cell phones or we wouldn't see the exact detail. Even that video camera uh, that got Rodney King. It's like they beat his ass almost to death for speeding while they're telling race jokes over the fucking uh, PA, you know, over the uh, their PA. And, and it's like, like, we just live and in they expect And they expect that there's not, that there's going to be zero blowback. When people riot, they're like, what is this? What, what is going on? And now, of course, the peaceful protest is always the best. I'm not advocating for riots. But what do you expect, though? I mean... That's, a, that's the point. Yeah, I agree. It There's going to blowback. I'm like, the reason we had so many protests is that it's like the average human being, and then it's not just black folks who get... There are a lot of white people and younger people in those protests and they were like 97% peaceful with like infiltrators that come in. You find out there were cops, there were FBI agents. There's like all these things the Republicans complain about. They did it to the, to the Black Lives Matter protesters. And the Black Lives Matter, like that's the thing. They assume that all the members are black. And it's like, I think we're getting to a, a lot of people, a lot of white people. A lot of white people. Middle-aged white people. You, in Portland, you had those moms 
that made a line. You had that white veteran standing in front of cop. They're just wondering what's going on. And they always use that example. It's like, you, you don't even understand. They always complain about the after effect of like something going on. You don't want to go to the root cause of it. If you study right. the history of law enforcement, originally cops were slave catchers. There's no like honorable thing about law enforcement. The only thing honorable is now and if you happen to catch somebody who, who a cop who did the right thing, like, oh my God, what a moment. But for the most part, yeah, it's just like it's turned this this thing and I've gotten arguments with people and shit. People ask me, well, what's it mean? And and it's like for some white people, and I'm only saying because I'm white and I've had these interactions with people and like they just don't quite understand and they can't believe, well, I've been attacked by cops. Dude, have you been scared? You know, like I've been yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, mate. I was going to say, an important point that I wanted to get into is the confusion about the title Black Lives Matter, because I was talking to a family member of mine, older, uh, an uncle of mine, who said, oh, that's ridiculous, Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. And it's like you're not getting the point of right. that if there's one group of people that feel that they're being discriminated against and unfairly killed, basically, for the same, uh, where in the same instances where other people are not, it makes them feel like their lives don't matter. Is there a question, Sean, that white lives matter? Never. Do we have a question. Does anybody have to actually fucking question that in this country? Right. Do people, the thing that we would have to question is, are people that, uh, you know, um, that have gone through what we're talking about, do their lives matter? If what it is, it's them saying to you, this is how I feel. I feel like my life doesn't matter because of how you treat me. Look at right. everything that's happened, how you respond. Every time we go through these indecencies and, and, and feel like we're not a part of, proper part of society, when just like we've talked about the last group, gay people have been uh, a part of it. They've fought in wars. They've uh, worked in our, in our factories and they've been uh, teachers and science, science and and as, as much a part of our culture as anybody, and yet they have not gotten the their just desserts the same way that uh, other groups have, and it makes them feel like they don't matter as much. What's Can you he, get that? What kills me is, like, when they bring the military, well, I, my dad served, and it's like, did your dad also call the black soldiers the N-word when they were fighting World War II? Because that's what happened a lot. The Nazis couldn't even believe. The Russians during the Cold War couldn't believe how Americans treated black people and the Nazis, you know, during uh, the, what was that? The, uh, the Olympics, you had a Nazi runner who saw Jesse Owens and he was so like honored and like he realized he was brainwashed that he went and he became friends with Jesse Owens, the black runner who fucking humiliated Hitler after Hitler gave him a, a monkey uh, picture. Like during wow. that's the thing. It's that like a hero. Yeah, you talking about him, Jackie Robinson. I mean, dude, they um, had the they, but, dude. I mean, to the point where it's just like you don't even look at their fucking their accomplishments under what they did. There's that movie Forty Two about Jackie Robinson, and it's like they wouldn't let him. And then there's a scene where he's getting like fucking racially abused by a fucking white coach. And it's like the dude had to sit there and take it because our society wouldn't let him. Like you had the fucking people in the audience yelling at him, calling the N-word and all this horrible shit. And it's like white people, we won't even understand that. We get so many things, so many fucking like little things that were designed for us to succeed in this country. And it's like the Black Panthers come up, came up with fucking food programs, lunch programs, and public clinics. Guess what? 
If I didn't have that shit, I'd be fucked up. I was poor when I was younger. A lot of kids were. And it's like, I, I just don't, that's the thing that frustrates me. And, and it, it's like you have, you have the Klan and racist organizations seeped within, within law enforcement and the military. And it's like, it, it's like there's this two-sided country where, like, there's, there's what we get to experience and there's what everybody else gets to experience. And it's like, it's, it's disgusting. You can't. Yeah, two different freedoms. You can't. People don't, we don't, we'll never deal with this issue because they don't ever want to talk about it. Because, like, from my experience, white people always have this, like, not all white people, not generalizing, but in my experience, the reaction always is like, well, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not, it's like, we're not, we're not talking about you, man. We're talking about a fucking society and a system created. So we win and everybody else doesn't. Unless you fucking pass, you know? Yeah, and and also, too, if there's somebody saying that, like, hey, like, uh, if somebody feels like they're the target, and this is all about being woke, is understanding where people are coming from. If right. you are an honorable white person right. that that does understand, and, and uh, you know, if you feel tired, I mean, I, I live in Chicago, in Chicago mm-hmm. where white people are the minority, and there's times where I've felt like, finger pointed at me like I'm a part of the general society that right. doesn't understand and I'm like you know I you're it makes me feel like the people that are pointing their finger at me like well you're no you're no different than the people that did it to you right. like if you turn around and, and and try to say that I'm just like you know so there is generalisms going around on sure. both sides but if you are somebody that gets targeted that gets you know you feel like people are are not properly representing you like I understand um, and I just would try to say um, to, you know, realize that there's nothing you can do in that situation. I mean, you can try to fight somebody. I wouldn't advise that. But it's 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 really kind of the uh, hatred that comes back against more people than it should. It's, it's very hard to, to pinpoint. And the thing is that the people that – I've always said this – the people that are getting um, the bottom end of the stick – they can't get to the people that are on the top, the top CEOs, leaders in government, right. uh, leaders in the military. They're far, far away from all this. They won't be touched ever. And that's what the disgusting part is. You know what it does? At least people like, like you and me and anybody else there that, that might feel like that sometimes to deal with the aftermath of, yeah. of, uh, of hatred that gets unfairly propagated against us. But guess what? Uh, you know who I blame more than the person that's pointing their finger at me? I look up to the people that created us in right. the first fucking place exactly. say, thanks a lot. Thanks for leaving me with the aftermath of something that you created that I don't even right. believe in. And for all these fucking people, for all these, um, and it sounds like we're just coming down against white people, but I'm just saying for all these white people all these that are making the rules and doing this, good luck because in the years that come, all you're doing is sowing the seeds of hatred for your own generations to come. Right. So that in the future, they're going to have to deal with your kids, the kids. bullshit and they're going to they're going to deal with the hatred that you created in the first place. Right. I mean seriously, it's like can you imagine being like a southern kid and it's like you're trying to be in the modern world and then it's like you you meet somebody, your white kid, you meet somebody who's not white, who's black, who's latino, who's whatever, you're gay and you go home and it's like your family is like it's embarrassing you. My fam- I'm embarrassed by my family, you know. I I wouldn't ever want to take my 
my wife to because I don't want to sit there and hear like the anti-Semitic jokes and all you know and discussions of racism at the dinner table and it's like it's like this I swear to God it's this generation that our generation and the ones before us they created this system and it's like it's it, 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 it's it's fucking frustrating. I get I just get I get really because that's the first thing I think of is something if somebody says something and I fucked up them thinking like thanks a fucking lot, Dick. Thanks a fucking lot because I'm just trying to live in this world, and it's like you know the most thing I the most the 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 most I get my heart breaks, man, because I'm embarrassed of that shit. And I I hate that the thing I fucking disdain is fucking racist, fascism, hatred, hatred and shit. And it's like, it's like you you I feel as me as a white person. This is my own personal attitude. Is it's my responsibility to do the right thing. There's so many times in history that that white people just stand there. And I'm not saying everybody does that either. The more people stand up and freak out now. And a lot of times they're white people. But the point is, like, as a society, we got to change because it's like, do you like that? Do you like hearing that dumb shit that doesn't even make sense more? There's some racist shit that, that we've evolved so much, though, that people don't even understand that's racist anymore. Like, like, like your wife would tell me some of the shit that she had to deal with. Were, that she didn't even know were racist terms until she, like, talked to me about it. And I'd be like, wow, I'd never even heard that. And it's like, there's all these things we don't even know that because our society was built on hatred and racism that it's like you and I wouldn't know some of the things that our grandparents had seen or said and all that shit. My mom surprised me with some shit that she said. You know, and it's so we just we have to evolve. That's the whole point. And that's what these people don't want to do. Like, it's not just white people, man. There's like black conservatives. There's gay trans conservatives and, and Nazis. Nazis come in all shapes, uh, shades, religions, There's Jewish Nazis. Now they're, and they all they all which I really don't understand is like, you know, like you said, poor white people who vote against their own interests so it's like their white face can be represented you get fucked too you're the first ones they throw in the military and throw into a war you come back traumatized wondering what did i do this for it's the same fucking thing it's economic too yeah it's there is a bit of self-hatred like basically if you look at different races we'll, we'll talk about black versus white we'll move on from just black versus white talk sure, about it's things. deeper but um and about black versus white, you mentioned uh, my my wife, who is a lawyer, who is black, who used to uh, basically, if you take the low educated bottom dweller, lowest common denominator, uh, they'll be as racist or more racist than, than than white people. They would say to her, "I don't want a, a black person representing me. I want a white person." Cause they think in their minds. White people are smart and black people are not. And it's, there's the old joke by Chris Rock. Uh, he says, his joke is, who's more racist, white people or black people? And he says, black people. Because the old black, black, black man, black yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, the whole thing. So, I mean, there's, um, you know, I can't talk too much about that being an outsider, but um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of hatred going around. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, Besides, of course, black people, as we mentioned earlier, um, Asians have certainly come under fire and have gotten a lot of unnecessary things thrown at them uh, after COVID. Uh, the right. douchebag in charge does not, uh, the ex 
who hopefully will be the douchebag in prison pretty right. soon. I hope so. Uh, did not help by calling up the Kung Flu. Um, but, uh, you know, since, uh, you know, after COVID, certainly there's a lot of hatred, um, espoused towards, uh, Asian people, uh, in general. And of course, after 9-11, anytime there's a big, uh, something big happens in this country, if it's either perpetrated or proposed to be perpetrated by another country, certainly the people that are here that are living, you know, contributing citizens all of a sudden have to go on the run and all of a sudden have to watch their backs, even though they like all these people that supposedly were friends with them before and all that, this lifestyle that they like, all of a sudden it becomes, it gets turned upside down because of something they had nothing to do with. Right. And after nine 11, it was middle Eastern people. Right. Um, I remember going into work the day after nine 11 and, and a manager, uh, in, in my company was calling us every slur word in the world right. that you could think of towards Middle Eastern people. And it was and all it perfectly okay. You know what I mean? Right, and it was perfectly um, accepted. Yeah. So there's, and all of the, the, the disgusting part is all of the progress that we have made. We have made a lot of progress. There's a big difference now. And I, you and I were talking about the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It was 1964, 60 years ago, almost 60, exactly 60 years ago, the Civil Rights Act, which guaranteed black people the right to vote. Um, that's not too long ago when you talk about mm. the history of our country. We're 300 years old or however old we are. Right. Um, so, you know, we got one more group to talk about here. Um, DM, if you want to add any last things about the uh, our second group here, you can before we move on to group number three. I uh, just to say, uh, um, there's this comedian who's who's Muslim. Uh, I believe he's Pakistani, but you know, during 9/11, like he had to deal with a lot of like racial hatred, which we don't talk about like that aspect of 9-11 either is like what Muslims had to deal with. I had, you know, I was one time, uh, I was driving in a, in a cab with my, my girlfriend at the time she was going to the airport. And it, this was right after, like, this was two weeks after 9-11 when they started letting people fly again. And my ex is going. And I said to this guy, like I told him, cause the, the fucking, they were dragging like, they were if you were if you look like you were of Middle Eastern descent or Indian or Pakistani or whatever, uh, you are going to get fucked like fucked with so bad, or if not threatened or killed. And there was a lot of hate crimes. And I you know I saw this. I I told the cab driver I go look man I will tell you this I don't hate you at all, and I'm sorry you're going through this. And he was like so he started to tear up, and I gave him a big hug and. You know, like, I just want to know, like, not all of us, like, are that way. You know, we're not right. all hateful people. And I can't imagine the terror and the feeling and the fear. Like, you're trying to be a cab driver, live your life. You came here, which not a lot of us even understand if you're not from another country, uh, what that like that is like, and especially if you're not a white person, uh, you know, to go. And then it's like, now you're the target. And so it's just like, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's scary and it, and it's like, it's getting old, you know, and, and it's like, um, it, it's just another aspect of, of gross. So. Yeah. And, um, we don't mean to undermine any other, uh, 
anybody else's heritage as far as not including them. I'm sure there's lots of people who have experienced all kinds of sure, uh, sure. hatred in different ways, shapes, and forms, even to the smallest extent uh, where I was talking with uh, UDM about growing up in high school back in the 90s, early 90s. So I had long hair. Sure. And I was kept off sports teams. I could, we couldn't get a job. People were like, nope, if you, you represent something I don't like. Right. So you can actually hit people. It, it doesn't just stop at color of skin. It can go, you let that stuff fester, it'll go down to eye color, hair color, right. uh, the size, how long you grow your nails, how right. they, anything. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it'll go to as far as people will want to take it. You'd be surprised how far people want to take it. Not nowadays, so, but yeah. 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 Um, okay, so we're moving on to group number three, which is the Me Too movement, oh, which okay. was certainly a long time coming in America, pretty much like like every other group that we're talking about here. Now, the thing is, is that I'm using the Me Too movement. We are using it uh, as a symbol of sexism, sort of that uh, women have been rebelling against. I know in the in the Me Too movement, it was mostly aimed at um, the workplace. Right. And and I, I can't, all the stuff, DM, I'm sure you have your own stories. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I've seen and heard and witnessed, wives, daughters, sisters, mothers, the stuff that they've had to go through um, it, when they're just trying to show up to work. I'm not saying that none of it is welcomed. I know that, you know, maybe some of it seems to be welcomed because they feel like they have to to not get fired or to, to, to not get uh, discriminated against further or whatever. But I know that uh, I've seen some pretty just disgusting male um, behavior in the workplace and, and joking is yeah. one thing. Oh, my God. But, uh, I mean, when you talk about physical contact right. and uh, singling women out, if you have, like, one girl working in a – if it's a – uh, factory environment, whatever the environment right. is, the smaller the number that you have, and the more you can be um, pointed out and singled out, I'm sure the the more you feel that sort of uh, disgusting, like you said, toxicity around you, men that think that they can touch you a certain way, even yeah. rub up against you, all different little things uh, that just uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, all of, like I said, either my my mother or my different female uh, family members having to go through at one point or another. Right. And um, so let, let's start off there. Um, so, Tian, what do you have to say about uh, people being woke as far as how you treat women in the workplace and maybe in general uh, after right. that? Right. So it's another thing of – it's another case of evolving. It's like uh, – it's, it's, I just want – I just say one, one thing. I grow the fuck up. Um, it's, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, man, it is, childish behavior. It is. I was like, so, you know, and it's like, it, it became this like boiling point, um, where, you know, you had, it started off where like one woman text something in response. And I think it was, wasn't it, uh, what's his name that sparked it? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Weinstein. Because yeah, you yeah. find out him, and then you find out, like, what's going on with, like, the entertainment industry. Uh, I mean, they mostly talked about workplace shit, but, like, when you expand it to different different kinds of jobs or different 
dynamics. Like I grew up in Alaska. Alaska is like called the last frontier. It is the last frontier. And it's a weird place because I grew up with actually a lot of women who are fish captains, fisher, you know, boat captains, um, like, of course, teachers and medicine. But it's like, you know, my mom ran my house like she raised me. My dad didn't do shit. He expected respect, but he never gave it. And he was a sexist douche. My on my dad's side, you know, the men were all, you know, literally all my uncles were sexist douchebags. Um, and you know, so it's like, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's just weird. But think about it, you know. And, and and it's not just men. There are women who tolerate this shit too. Because you'll find out. I saw this, uh, right, the movie about Harvey Weinstein and his associates, who are women, would bring people in, bring the women in. Like sit, them too, right? right. And then so it has this like, well, it's okay. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell woman helped him do that. Was cool with it. Lured people yeah. in. And it's this like yeah. acceptable factor. What? Yeah. Yeah. To, to piggyback off of that, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a sort of like Stockholm syndrome case. Yeah. Uh, many cases where I hear, I've heard this whole Reddit, um, podcast about people in prison, basically uh, uh, sex trafficking like couples, yeah. not just a single guy, couples kidnapping right. a woman. Now, the woman it could not happen without the wife of the guy to help lure in women are much easier that they trust women more than men. It mm -hmm. could be you know, a woman can lure in another woman much easier than a man. But guess what? The woman that is doing it is uh, many times so scared. Uh, and I'm not saying there's other cases other than that. The ones that I've read about, the wives and things are so scared that, that they're like, okay, if I bring someone else and we not do this to me or you're not, uh, right. they'll say, sure, they'll make some sort of agreement. I actually read one the other day where this woman was kept captive in the basement of a guy's house. Uh, the, the wife was in on it, but what happened is the wife was the one that eventually set the woman free when, when the guy left to go to work. Uh, after so many years, she says, I can't take it anymore, and it's brainwashing. Yeah. So that's what the whole thing was, was that the wives were being brainwashed. Um, right. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, your, I, uh, I need to add to that. Point. Think about the Manson family. Who did the majority of the murders? The women. Yeah, the, the women, yeah. Uh, they were certainly involved. Right. So it's just, uh, you know, it's, I mean, even, you know, and I think religion has somewhat, to, you know, a lot to do with it. My mom's, my mom's attitude about, you know, she had the attitude that men took care of everything and blah, 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 even though a man never, fuck, a man never did shit for her. Well, I was, you know, she was raising me. Um, and I noticed there's a lot of growing up over the years, you know, in high school and grade school, there are a lot of divorced families. And the mom is the one taking care of it, you know, like uh, taking care of the household while the man took off. You know, David Cross, the comedian, was talking about how his dad... It could be an epidemic in some families. Right, and it's just like, so the women are raising the children, and yet men are like, I'm the dominant, I'm the man. It's like, where the fuck are you, man? You know, like Mr. Tough Guy. Like, so, I, you know, and you grow up with this, and you hear your friends over repeating this shit, your male friends, you know, I mean, there's... Uh, it's just, it's just fucked up. And, you know, you could say me too, like you could, the thing, uh, and this is specific to men, but like, we don't have a proper, uh, 
estimate of like how many men get raped here because of that same attitude where it's like I can't I can't reveal this because I'll look like I'll look like you know I'm weak. Oh, well, it's even worse. Right. Men are that so much more scared and humiliated right. to admit that it happened. By the way, you, you've heard we're gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent here, yeah. but the singer for Warrant, you heard about that? Janie Lane. Yeah. Who said that he was raped? He was drugged Did not know and that. raped in the early '80s by a quote-unquote major heavy metal star. Why not? So who knows who did that? And he he would not divulge. His Super girlfriend great. was the one that said it. Oh, he wouldn't divulge the name because he was too. Uh, his wife, excuse me, was the one that said it. Said it. It plagued him his entire life. He was. It was uh, something he never got over, and he wouldn't say who did it. Because uh, he didn't want the story to come out, he was because he was too humiliated about it. Right. Now I, I have no idea who who it was. What's unfortunate is that I immediately think of a few people, um, but who knows who it was? It was a major heavy metal star in the early to mid '80s. It happened, whatever. I think '85 or something. Um, so anyway, yeah, it does happen to men. Dude. We, we could well so for me personally it's like uh, you know the music industry and we could apply this with hip-hop and rap music heavy metal music punk rock music there's all these stories and i grew up and it was glorified to be a sexist dog right like uh you know it's glorified to get as much to to fuck as much women and to do it like a fucking savage you know, oh yeah, oh, and then you, you know. gotta leave. Time to move on. Right, and then, Sorry, you, and then I hit the road. That's right, nice. right, and so it's like you, you, you have you know a lot of like uh, uh, kids who grew up without dads because they left out. You know, and it's that attitude. And the same thing with the military. There's all these you know soldiers that go over and they, right. they fuck everybody and then leave. Right. But um, you know, but, it was rampant. To continue on that point. Yeah. yeah, it was rampant in the 60s. The whole flower people, hippie child movement, sure. uh, it was all about peace is better than war. Right. Love is better than hate. Um, you, you don't, you love your brother, you, you bring him in, you, you don't discriminate against. You know what was still rampant in, in the hippie culture? Misogyny. Yeah, that's the other. We talk about John Lennon, Mick Jagger, oh. uh, Robert Plant. Uh, Eric Clapton, yeah. uh, Rod Stewart, you right. name all of the major, um, and that's all it was. It was all about tag it, bag it, how many you can get. Uh, John Lennon, of course, famously was a deadbeat dad uh, to his first wife. Yeah, first Sean dad. Lennon says, um, like, fuck this. Not Sean, uh, Julian. He's Julian. like, fuck my dad. Yeah. He's a douche. Anyway, to add to that, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra, I mean, he's calling his wife, you know, while she's having the baby while he's fucking some other chick. And I mean, this is, you know, Johnny Cash left his first family to go be with his other family and like fucked all his, you know, fucked over his, his first family. Uh, I mean, it's just, you, you can almost Bob Marley. I love Bob Marley. Dude had two separate families. Oh my God. I love Bob Marley. All right. Like, but the same thing. like you see all these Marley's and like, you see a song and it's like, damn. And there's, come on. Like how many Marley's I'm not saying that there's not a lot, but I'm like, you can guarantee it. It's like a Marley. You know who his son was married to? Ziggy was married to uh what's her name from the Fugees. Oh no, it wasn't and Ziggy. He's got, he's got multiple wives. It's not Ziggy. It's uh, I I want. Oh, I think it's Damien. 
Okay, it's one of them. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And she's like a brainwashed sort of like, oh, I'm just one of his wives. And yeah. like, and, and she kind of tries to take a stance, like a humanitarian stance on yeah. different things. And it's like, you know, why don't you start with your own family first? Well, she, you know, it's kind of like what yeah. John Lennon talks about, like love around the world. And it's like, what about you know, your own family? Of course, you can do it, but what about your own family? Right, it makes you yeah. look like a hypocrite. Right. So, so it's... Uh, it, I'm just saying it's a rarity. Like now, my attitude is like I want to find people in history, in all these different subjects, who wasn't a piece of shit. Like father, who wasn't a bigot. You know, like that's the fucking true treasure. You know, but um, like Jesus, if you if you're a Christian, Jesus was a fucking badass. He, all his first like fucking, and I'm not religious, but it's like when you keep hearing about Jesus, it's like okay, do you really look at this guy? He was a he was a feminist. He you know he he felt that women the prostitutes were his first flock, like they're right. the first ones to spread the word. All the fucking apostles were like I don't know man what about the gay people what about this and that and he's like you guys are fucking not even getting what I'm saying. So when he died, his first messengers were all like the you know the prostitutes because they were like fuck those are my people I love you. So you take it up to now and it's like you know. I watched this one movie uh, about Gloria Steinem, and it took place in the same. So it wasn't just about hers. It's about that that year in '73 when they had uh, they were voting on women's equal rights, and it's like the the main concern, Flor, Flores Florence Flatchley, I think that's her name. Anyway, she couldn't go anywhere. Knew how she didn't even know how to like to uh, to she couldn't travel or do anything because she needed her husband's help because women weren't allowed to get licenses or, or not licenses, but they couldn't drive by themselves. They couldn't buy things by themselves. They couldn't get a credit card by themselves. And I, when I found that out, I was like, I don't get it. Like I, I just, and it's like, so how's that working out? Like you're going to let a man run everything. Have you seen how, how we're doing right now? Have you seen the planet? Like it's majority run by males. You know, so it seems like one of the, first power tactics that women took and ran with within was within the family structure. Yeah. And it's divorce. And it basically was, you know, in the 1950s, the divorce rate was like, what, 15%, 20% was so low. Because um, basically, whatever the situation was, you were expected to take it. And society would basically, you'd be a cast out, castaway in a society if right. you were uh, a, a single woman or a divorcee. Right. Especially if you were a divorcee and you left your your family. Oh my God! But eventually, dude. it became uh, it became sort of like you know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. And I, I can get a job, and I can actually, you know. Um, I can build my own family and I can take care of myself. And I can, you know that actually right now, women are a bigger part of the workforce than men. Dude, I've had three bosses that were women in my job. Like it's, uh, it, it, I've had like, I work with majority women. Like I've worked in a lot of businesses where like the workforce were, were women. And it's, it's like, not even close. It's like 60, it's not even like a 50.2 to no. a 49.8. It's like 60% to 40% as far as like, women versus men right. uh, in the workforce and, and, you know, in my industry, boy, um, working in hospitals and stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's way more than that, especially in administration. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm very aware of that. Uh, so, you know, it, it's something that is going in the right direction when we talk about women's rights, uh, either in the workplace, uh, women's rights in society, women's rights in um, 
being people that are considered leaders, yeah. right? Because women all the, was always like, you're on the side of your man. You're not out in front. Right. And there's plenty of women these days that are in the front. And, uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, beta men that don't have anything going for them. There's plenty of men with plenty of things going for them. But guess what? The, the wives might rock a little bit more. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, I, you know, in my personal life, all the, the most, and I can include my mom in this for basic human compassion. Like uh, when my mom was younger growing up, she was actually a very compassionate person and taught me that. Like she would, you know, one time we, we helped this one Mexican woman with her family do some. She helped this other, you know, woman, I think she was native, helped her did this. And so my mom, through example, like taught me to be compassionate. Don't just sit there and help somebody. Um, and then secondly, I had a woman who was Apache growing up. She told me about the Black Panthers. My special ed teacher, uh, you know, basically was the first, like, person to teach me about, like, she had, she had a, uh, she would videotape, or she had a video uh, recording of her two daughter or two nieces getting married, or her niece getting married to another woman. And so it's like, I've had all the biggest influences on my life to, to, to direct me to, for morals and like uh, a moral compass were women. Like most men I admit. Yeah. Most yeah, when I was young, it was the same thing too, where uh, I think my, my dad was there for like sports stuff and for the, you know, uh, work stuff. And then, but, you know, when it came to, I remember going out of, uh, going to a hotel and I, uh, uh, gross story, but anyway, I clipped my, my nails and I, they fell on the floor and my mom's like, hey, pick those up. And I'm like, why? The, the maid will come in and do it. She just looked at me and said, pick those up really? right now. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And it yeah. was like, you know, those are kind of things that, you know, it, it's a lot of times people that have been treated a certain way or being put in a um, certain place have can have a little bit more compassion and feeling towards other people that aren't in positions of power. Right. Right. My, uh, uh, your, your wife, uh, through my later years was a big, you know, uh, influence on me. I, you know, I can, I always think of like, there'll be certain, ex you know, certain things going on and especially legal. I miss her for that. But, um, she would just cut the bullshit and then break shit down for me. I had an, you know, my, uh, my first, my first adult love, uh, taught me to stand up and do what's right. And, you know, she was big, even though she wasn't a, wasn't the best person, but I got a lot of good lessons from her and it was all about standing up and doing the right thing. You know, uh, she, you know, she would break it down. I, I just have had a lot of positive female influences. Um, and it's just, uh, it's it's just uh, it, I just I kind of already not that I'm saying I know everything and I'm worldly because I'm far from that but I kind of got the idea when I was younger and especially when I moved to Chicago when I started working with a lot of women I'd meet a lot of women you know going to Columbia uh, you know uh, friends friends and you just start meeting all different age groups this and that and it was always a woman 
who is willing to show me stuff and dudes it's always this competition or you always get this funky attitude like it's another man in, in the area so i got to compete for this and that and it's just weird um it, so it's yeah, just it's some kind of weenie contest yeah and so and then, you know going back to even meeting you um if somebody doesn't know you or whatever they could just assume well he's just like this metal sports guy so you know if they meet me and they think well he's just a dude he's just a guy who likes music tattoos. And he's, huh and with tattoos with tattoos so you're assuming that like you're not capable of having an intelligent conversation with about like sexism, race, and all. you're just some dude from the suburbs or whatever. And, you know, and then I'm some guy, just a guy, like I'm, you know, like I, I what would I know this and that? And it's like, you know, I, I, I like having that because then people are like surprised uh, and pleasantly surprised that how, you know, cool you are. And, and so I think it just, I think it makes for a better, like, a man, and I, I hate saying that shit now because it's just been destroyed, but it's like, to me, a real man is gentle, strong, um, he doesn't have to flex shit ever, he just, you know, you do the right thing, you be calm, you listen, you try to do the right thing, you, you know, um, you know, you try to be, uh, not equal, but you try to be uh, fair as a person, uh, and you treat people right, you you pay pay back your debts. If you're a boss, like, you know, you pay everybody uh equally. Uh, you know, just on and on, like just to to be honest, you know, and, and, and to be fair, like I said, and, and it's just um there's you know talk about that. There's this rejuvenation of sexism, especially right now. There's a guy, Andrew Tate you have Candace Owens, the biggest sellout in black history. Uh, she's a huge, not just a bigot, but she's also a huge, like, sexist. Uh, and you hear these weird, like, there's these, now it's like there's these weird groups. There's this other chick who, uh, this woman, uh, she's in her 20s, and I, oh, I can't remember her name, but she just got burned on P P Pierce Morgan because it's like she, she tried to present her sexist out like women shouldn't have to vote. Women should, women should just, you know, they're, they're better at just staying home and all this bullshit. And it's just like, it's like, these people are crazy Speak and they, for yourself. Right. And I'm just like, are you fucking high? Like, uh, and it's just bizarre. And it's like half the time thinking like, you know, that's bullshit. And you know, you would, you would, you would not want to be a stay at home wife. Like you want to go out and do shit. But with that shit, they're, they're spreading this, like fucking this bullshit, this brainwashing bullshit, and it's like, are you serious? Like, you, I could never tell my daughters, hey, you should just that. They would tell me to fuck off. My oldest is a short woman, and she's the one that handles all her work situation when it comes to obnoxious dudes coming in and trying to f fucking. She, they send her. They don't send a dude. They send a woman. They send her to go handle obnoxious people. Like, I just, you know... Yeah, because she probably has a little more tolerance or patience. Right. Or... It, and then you look at other cultures, and, like, so, for instance, my wife's culture, the Clinkets, you know, and, and a lot of Native culture, it's a, uh, uh, it's a, pa not pa is it matriarch? What's the woman, the uh, female? Is that well, matriarch. It's matriarch. a matriarchal society. Her grandma was, like, the, she was the the mother of the family. They went for her 
for leadership. She is the queen, you know, and she handled it. And it's like, you know, same thing was like traditional Jewish culture. It's like your mom has to be born Jewish to be, you know, considered Jewish. And like women ran the fucking thing. And it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's just ridiculous. And it's just not realistic behind everything. You'll find it's a woman running things like the, it's the older shit, the older men, the older, you know, legacy wealth. That's maybe, you know, a man thing. But for the most part, women run a lot of fucking our society and are taking care of shit and, you know, and, and make it so like what's great, what's remaining that's great. Uh, maintains and continues. Yeah, I think we can say that uh, it's safe to say that the contributions that women have made to the world and to help us as men be better and to make us happy and to uh, uh, basically um, be the women that we love and that we always remember is something so important that it's important to give the respect back uh, to people that give their lives to you and to um, you know, help you make everything you can be. And whether or not it's uh, any, all of these groups that we're talking about today, this is going to include our discussion on woke ideology. Um, and all of these groups are basically what we're saying is, that, sure, there's, there's a creepy people in all walks of life. That's the point, though, is that that's when you treat all your treating people equal when you treat people with respect until they don't deserve your respect. Right. And that's the reason why you don't like someone, not because they're gay, not because they're a woman, not because of their skin color, but because of, as MLK said, the content of their character. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, hey, thank you for joining us. We're the Master Blaster Podcasters. Uh, this is Jesus' dirty mouth. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Please, uh, we're newbies here. Uh, we're on Podbean right now. Uh, we welcome you to give us comments, feedback. Uh, we will be doing uh, subjects at least once a week. Again, we're going to come up with a schedule. We will apprise you of our uh, future episodes, what we're going to be talking about. Certainly, they will be political in nature. Sometimes we do album reviews and such. So, um, on behalf of uh, Dirty Mouth, say thank you very much. We'll see you next time. And uh, DM, if you could, let's convene for a few moments uh, after we stop the recording, okay? Boom. Cool. All right.